Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. People are affected by EMFs in different ways, and this is a critical thing to understand. The best way to say it is that there's a sensitivity spectrum, if you will. Okay. So some people are incredibly sensitive to these things and others might not feel anything at all. So every human lands somewhere on that spectrum. It's just, just a question of where. Mm-hmm. And so I get skeptical people, guys especially, that don't believe EMFs are bad because they don't physically feel anything when they're around devices that emit them. So look, I can't stress enough that even if you're someone who isn't very sensitive to EMFs and may not physically feel any side effects when exposed to them in the short term, that doesn't mean you're immune to cellular damage. Your body is still fighting off EMFs in the background, even if you don't physically feel anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I like to remind people that many of them take daily vitamins all the time mm-hmm. and, and often don't physically feel any different, but that doesn't mean the vitamin isn't doing anything. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Nick, welcome to She. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It is so fun to have you. I was just thinking about this this morning. It has been for over four years since I started this podcast, and I can't believe I've never had you on it. Like It's about I know. time. <laughs> you had mom on. I felt butthurt. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. This is going to be a good one. I'm excited to share about this. I, every time I've ever shared about this topic on my Instagram stories or just on social media, I just get so many questions. And I know enough mm-hmm. to be dangerous, maybe, but not nearly as much as you've learned. So I was like, you know what? We're just going to bring the expert in. We're going to talk about all things EMF. So that's what we're going to dig into today. But before we get started, before we dig into all the nitty gritty, can you share a little bit of your background, what you do, and then what led you to learning more about EMFs and ultimately becoming an EMF specialist? Dang, that's a lot of questions built into one. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us everything about you. (laughs) Yes. So I am a CPA by trade. And to be honest, I actually started out pretty skeptical about EMFs. Mm -hmm. I think in general, most guys are especially. But I first heard about EMS from my wife like three and a half years ago when we first started dating. Basically, she started trying to live a more holistic lifestyle around, I think it was 2015. Mm -hmm. And that's when her eyes were first opened about EMFs. Mm -hmm. So she's been or she's known about the EMF space for seven or eight years now. Mm -hmm. But actual data on EMFs has largely been kept out of the public's knowledge Mm -hmm. until I would say at least the last couple of decades. Mm -hmm. And you have to know where to look for credible sources. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, and there have been some okay products out there mm-hmm. claiming to block EMFs, mm-hmm. but in many cases, there wasn't necessarily science backing up how they worked. Mm-hmm. So you were just kind of left hoping that they would work. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so she tried things like cell phone stickers. I know that's a popular one, metal mesh cages, and even <laughs> some crazy home remedies. Mm-hmm. I remember one in particular, you're going to like this. So Wrapping all of your EMF emitting devices in tin foil. <laughs> That's when, like the ultimate like joke of like the girl wearing the tin foil hat. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So mm-hmm. when we were first dating, one day I walked into her house and literally the TV, the TV remote, the <laughs> microwave, the Wi-Fi router, her Alexa speaker, and her computer were all completely wrapped in tin foil. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, were you like, who am I dating right now? What oh yeah. I mean, granted it was slightly a joke, but I mean you can imagine my surprise. I was like, this girl's cuckoo. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's a funny story to think about in hindsight, but I actually can't blame her because, Mm -hmm. I mean, she didn't know any better, Mm -hmm. right? She she had no idea where to look for credible information at the time Mm -hmm. and was just going off little nuggets that she could find off the web. But thankfully, that is starting to change. Mm -hmm. I mean, more and more credible and unbiased sources on EMFs are starting to pop up. Mm -hmm. And 
knowing what I know now, I'm super thankful that she actually did those things early on because even if they didn't work necessarily, I could tell she was passionate about protecting the family. And that is ultimately what inspired us to sit down and really look deeply into the issue together for the first time. And I'll tell you, we really had no idea how bad EMFs had gotten within the last couple of decades. I mean, just to scratch the surface, you know, the World Health Organization, the WHO? Yeah, they've been pretty popular the last couple of years. In 2004, they actually created a new medical term to describe the medical condition resulting from EMF exposure. It's called electromagnetic hypersensitivity. I mean, some might know it as EHS. But yeah, some people are super sensitive to electric fields and EMF emitting devices. Mm -hmm. So those are the ones who would especially benefit from having their homes remediated. And then even crazier, yeah, even crazier is the WHO then also labeled EMFs a class 2B carcinogen, which Mm -hmm. for those that are unfamiliar with that type of carcinogen, it's the same category as Roundup pesticide, lead, gasoline, and engine exhaust. I believe it. Wow. Well, so here's my theory. I want to pause. I'm gonna, I want you to continue sharing kind of this journey. But yeah. my theory on this, and I'm curious if you have a similar thought. So I think back, like, you know, history is always where you learn the most, I think, right? Like you can never really know what's going to happen in the future. And there's a lot of potential like, well, is it harmful? Could it be harmful? But I look back at other patterns or other things. And I kind of, in my mind, from everything we've learned about EMFs, and we're going to dig into a lot of those details more in a bit, but just kind of leading into this conversation, something that I have kind of thought in my mind is like, you know, with all the cell phones and cell towers and 5G and Wi-Fi and everything, Apple watches, all the things we have now, the smart TVs, everything, we are surrounded by so much more EMF exposure or electromagnetic mm-hmm. fields. That's essentially what EMF stands for, but I don't think we actually answered that up front. But for those for those who are like, what does EMF mean? But we're exposed to so much more of that. And it's just normal. It's part of our culture. It's part of our society. It's part of everything yep. that we do. And I kind of liken it to like our grandparents' generation when it came to smoking. There were these big companies, these big tobacco companies. You know, It was the trendy thing, the normal thing, the culture. Everybody was smoking on a plane, smoking in the office, smoking in a hotel. Like It was just everywhere. And at the time, no one knew what kind of harm it was doing. It wasn't until much later that the damaging effects of those things were revealed and found. And in fact, the tobacco companies tried to hide a lot of that information from the public because it was profitable. And so my question, like me being a, you know, a, Even just playing devil's advocate, like you can argue all day long, maybe it's harmful, maybe it's not. But I look at it like, well, if tobacco companies were doing that back then, and you look at how profitable big tech companies are right now, why wouldn't they be incentivized to hide anything that might make them seem a little bit unsafe? You know what I mean? Like, so I just kind of wonder if you have a similar thought, like, could EMFs in our generation be what smoking was to our grandparents' generation? And we just don't have all the information yet. I love the way that you described that. I think that's really accurate. And I mean, you think about it, you just turn on the TV and they've got, they're, they're advertising 5G like it's a great thing, mm-hmm. you know, and all these advertisements are constantly thrown in our face to get the coolest new 5G, this or that. And, and, Wi-Fi, yeah. Right. And people sacrifice their long-term health and safety for the mm-hmm. convenience that these mm-hmm. devices offer without yeah. actually knowing what the negative long-term effects they have on us are. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's funny that you brought up like, companies that like PR agencies that work with the smoking companies that, you know, from, from our grandparents age. So there are actually some similar, like the same PR companies that represented those smoking companies back in the day. They're actually also representing some of the wireless companies. So, so it is exactly what you're saying, actually. Wow. That was just a theory. So that's really fascinating. Yeah. Okay. So kind of in, in this vein, I know you were sharing with me, like there's some silver lining in this. So can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and the silver lining, well, let me caveat this. So basically, EMFs are just a byproduct of technology, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. But we've never seen EMFs so strong and so continuous like they are today. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it just keeps getting worse and worse as society becomes more wireless. Mm -hmm. But the silver lining is that thankfully, more data on EMFs is being recorded and slowly publicized. And the publicized piece is the big thing here. So this issue is finally beginning to come to the forefront as more and more people are starting to learn and take steps to, to protect their families and remediate EMFs. Mm-hmm. So something kind of cool, there's a guy named Kevin Mattis, and he became the first U.S. Senate candidate to run solely on a platform that was anti-5G cell towers. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, pretty cool. I think that was in 2018. But mm-hmm. so, so we're seeing progress with people, mm-hmm. but there's still so many people out there that 
sleep with their smartphone right next to their head or their private parts, not knowing Mm -hmm. that the phone is constantly emitting these pulsing EMFs that have been linked to things like tumors and infertility, Mm -hmm. or they put a baby monitor right next to their Mm -hmm. sleeping baby and they have no idea that kids receive two to three times the DNA damage that regular adults do. And ultimately, I mean, I can't blame people because they just don't know any better, but we're trying to change that, which is what prompted my wife and I to become certified EMF specialists through EMF solutions and then start a venture together, spreading the word and helping protect people. And so ultimately that's how EMF'd up was born. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to say, wait, so tell us, so you became, let's back up here so people know what your kind of journey is. So obviously CPS or CPA by trade, that's what you do, Mm -hmm. eight to five, but you also got this additional (laughs) certification. More like 3 a.m. to 10 p.m. But yeah, (laughs) you know, full time. Okay. So then you got this additional education. Can you explain what I, we're going to get into all the details about what EMFs are and all the, all the sciencey stuff, but just tell us a quick overview. What is EMF solutions? Why did you choose to get certified through them versus another source? Sure. So EMF solutions is actually the company that sells our product and uh, they make the product that we sell. Mm-hmm. And so we can actually get into that more later on, mm-hmm. but they have a certification that they offer where you can become a certified EMF specialist through them. And that's a trademark term and everything. And, mm-hmm. and basically it's, it's establishing a proficiency in the history of EMFs, how they affect our bodies on a, on a uh, cellular level, common sources of them, how to remediate them. It's, it's the whole nine yards. Yeah. So that was ultimately what the path that Allie and I chose to take. We thought that after doing some of our own research online, that Mm -hmm. the certified EMF specialist credential through them Mm -hmm. seemed to be the most credible. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it ended up being pretty intensive. We had to like do classes, training, we took an exam, we had to give a presentation, Mm -hmm. all that. So as if you had so much time for that with the three to 3am to 10am. Right, right, right. (laughs) Okay. So that, thank you for sharing kind of your background and what led you to getting to what you're doing now, because I wanted to kind of tee us up for digging more into, you know, you touched a little bit on the history. We touched a little bit on the problem that exists, but for those who may not be super familiar with this, and that's probably the majority of people, like you said, it's still something that's starting to get a little bit of information and traction. We may have a little awareness, but EMFs may be a new concept to a lot of people. So for those who are mm-hmm. unfamiliar with the term, or this is kind of a new concept, and maybe like you said in the beginning, sometimes guys are more skeptical. Like literally every time I've had a conversation, with somebody like a, a woman on an in Instagram DM or whatever about this. They're yep. like, yeah, I can totally see how this could be something I want to, you know, take precautions against, but my husband is super skeptical and on the fence. So yep. I think, I think it'd be helpful to just explain what EMFs are and we'll kind of dig into all the other stuff from there. Yes. So a little caveat, the explanation here is going to get a little sciencey and nerdy. So you're going to have to bear with me for a couple minutes, but I say that because it's critical to know how these things behave, Mm -hmm. and it'll also help the audience understand how the products solve the root cause of the issue. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. So taking it from the top, basically EMFs stand for electromagnetic frequency that you said that earlier. Mm -hmm. And in simple terms, they're basically invisible waves, Mm kind of like sound waves, Mm -hmm. just with photons. Okay. So when we think about sound, that's created when an object rapidly vibrates, Mm -hmm. right? And and Mm -hmm. sound travels in waves. That's why you might see an explosion happen miles and miles away from you in real time, but there's like a brief delayed pause before your ear actually hears the boom, Mm -hmm. right? So it took time for that wave carrying the sound to hit you, Mm -hmm. but you hear the boom once the wave hits you. Right. Okay, so EMF waves are also invisible and they act in a similar manner, except they're comprised of photons traveling very fast and they carry a ton of energy. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So the, the photons in a man made EMF wave are violently shaking and vibrating back and forth mm-hmm. as the wave travels. So you've got particles on this EMF wave smashing into each other and ultimately smashing into you once mm-hmm. the EMF wave hits your body. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we yeah. call that shaking and vibrating subatomic chaos. Isn't that like what, what a microwave essentially creates to heat food, like that subatomic chaos? Yeah. So it's, it's similar where the, the particles in the microwave as Mm -hmm. they, they're bouncing off your food and off the inside of the microwave very quickly. And that generates heat and that's how your food gets heated up. So this subatomic chaos is the problem Mm -hmm. and that's what causes cellular damage. Okay. The shaking and vibrating. Okay. So it's a form of radiation. It's one of the biggest toxic stressors our bodies are exposed to today. Okay. But 
real quick, I want to explain why it causes cellular damage yeah. because I feel like people listening probably are wondering why that's the culprit. So the reason is because when your cells come in contact with that subatomic chaos, that mm-hmm. shaking and vibrating, chemical reactions happen on a microscopic level. Okay. Mm-hmm. So most people know that our bodies are made up of millions and millions of cells, right? Mm-hmm. So I want you to picture a human cell. Mm-hmm. There's a cell wall on the outside of your cell with voltage gated calcium channels or VGCCs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And those are at various points of the cell walls, plasma membrane, which they're basically functioning as the doors. Mm-hmm. They regulate what comes in and out of the cell. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I like to think of this whole thing like a castle. I just <laughs> I think it's easiest. Mm-hmm. So where the cell wall is obviously the castle's outer fortified walls. And then those VGCCs are the drawbridges that allow things to enter and leave the castle. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read a really short excerpt for your science lovers out there straight from the source, and then I'll break it down. Okay. So here's the quote. In 2013, Dr. Martin Paul, a professor emeritus from Washington State University, discovered that one of the primary non-thermal effects of electromagnetic fields is the activation of these voltage-gated calcium channels. When electromagnetic fields activate these channels, large amounts of intracellular calcium, or CA2+, are produced. This excess calcium within the cells produces a chain of chemical reactions called, or such as uh, nitric oxide synthetase, nitric oxide, peroxide nitrite, I butchered that, <laughs> leading to the production of free radicals and oxidative stress. The free radicals then culminate in DNA damage, mm-hmm. end quote. So <laughs> I know everyone's eyes glazed over, but basically, remember when I said the photons mm-hmm. on man-made EMF waves shake and vibrate, mm-hmm. creating that subatomic chaos? Mm-hmm. So going back to the castle analogy... Those shaking particles of an EMF wave are the invading forces. So when a man-made EMF wave crashes into a human cell, those shaking and vibrating photons artificially activate those VGCC doors and allows an excess of calcium to flow into the cell, almost as if the invading enemy took control of the drawbridge and they lowered it so that all the bad guys could flow into the castle. So now all that excess calcium in the cell is what ends up creating free radicals that decay the cellular structures. And and that's the point when many people often experience physical side effects. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I know that was super nerdy, but no, it's helpful because I think, you know, we've, I think we can all agree like this probably, this obviously all isn't natural, right? So there's probably some sort of downside, but understanding like, cause you know, for me, I always thought, oh, the problem is that it's like electric. So therefore it's like shocking my cells or something. (laughs) But the Mm. reality is it's the subatomic chaos creating chaos, which therefore it's blowing those, open those those doors, those right. voltage-gated calcium channels. And right? those voltage-gated calcium channels are what's supposed to like regulate what is allowed to come in and out of your cell. And if they're not being shaken and like disturbed all the time, they're able to do their job well. But exactly. when they're shaken up in, in this subatomic chaos almost at all times, because if you think about it, most average people are exposed to EMFs 24-7 within yep. sleeping with Wi-Fi in their house and all the things. So if they're constantly being exposed to it, their cells are, are much more vulnerable to that kind of damage much quicker. Exactly. Exactly. And so then when that calcium comes into the cell, like it floods through the voltage gate calcium Mm -hmm. channels and it floods the cell, Mm -hmm. that is when we start to, some people start to experience physical side effects. Okay. So let's talk about some of those side effects. Cause I know that's something people are going to wonder, like, what should I be looking Mm -hmm. for? What are some of the common side effects? Right. So some milder common side effects would be things like fatigue issues, mm-hmm. you know, sleep disturbances, concentration difficulties, headaches and migraines, even immune system imbalances. Mm-hmm. And then on a more serious long-term level, there's evidence for Alzheimer's disease, cancer risks like brain and heart tumors, and EMS have also been linked to autism, infertility, low sperm count and quality. So all of these side effects, both the mild ones and the serious ones, mm-hmm. are physical manifestations of cellular damage, as I mentioned before. Wow. I mean, I, I I really believe it because one thing that has been really interesting that talked about quite a bit, especially in the wellness community, is like they call it the sperm epidemic that's happening. And everyone's like, we don't know what's causing that. But if you think about like not only the environmental factors and toxins in our products and all those facts and the, you know, even pesticides and whatnot on our food, but then you you couple that with the fact that EMFs can have an impact on that. Like, and guys are carrying these around in their pockets all the time. Like, no wonder, you know, it's like, makes so much sense. Okay. So 
I'm curious because you said something about like more mild versus more severe. So can people be affected by this differently? Like are some people more sensitive? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I want to point that out. People are affected by EMFs in different ways. And this is a critical thing to understand. The best way to say it is that there's a sensitivity spectrum, if you will. Okay. So some people are incredibly sensitive to these things and others might not feel anything at all. So every human lands somewhere on that spectrum. It's just just a question of where. Mm -hmm. And so I get skeptical people, guys, especially that don't believe EMFs are bad because they don't physically feel anything when they're around devices that emit them. So look, I can't stress enough that even if you're someone who isn't very sensitive to EMFs and may not physically feel any side effects when exposed to them in the short term, that doesn't mean you're immune to cellular damage. Your body is still fighting off EMFs in the background, even if you don't physically feel anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I like to remind people that many of them take daily vitamins all the time mm-hmm. and, and often don't physically feel any different, but that doesn't mean the vitamin isn't doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true because nobody really questions if vitamins are beneficial to you. And I wonder if that's because like the big organizations, the the big medical systems, they're telling you, take your vitamins, right? Like nobody's arguing, even if there's really crappy quality vitamins on the shelf, like people aren't going to bat an eye at taking a vitamin, you know, because we've been told it's good for you. But I think because there's not a whole lot of broad across the board acceptance of where EMFs could be damaging, partly because of the reasons we talked about earlier, potentially, there's a lot more skepticism around it. But you're that's a really good analogy. Like you take your vitamins and you're not questioning if those are good for you. Right. So like, right. how is this, you know, taking a precaution or a proactive step like this, you know, trying to protect yourself from potential damage from EMFs? Like, how is that any different? You know, I think that's a great way to think of it. Exactly. I, I think the key takeaway is like, all humans are being affected the same way mm-hmm. on a cellular level, but the physical side effects that manifest might differ, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. some more on the serious effects, they might not be noticed until later on in life, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes after it's too late. Yeah. So you had shared some different facts with me just regarding how EMFs can affect us, like even how EMFs can affect, we talked a little bit about how it can have caused sperm damage, but also the effect on women's eggs, things like that. Can you share some of those facts? Because I thought those were really interesting. Yeah. And it's kind of scary. So, so <laughs> um, yeah, first, so in 2010, the national toxicology program, the NTP, maybe mm-hmm. you've heard of them, they did a 10 year study on cell phones mm-hmm. and it cost over $30 million. Uh, they took low and continuous 2G and 3G cell phone EMF waves, mm-hmm. which are the man-made EMF waves that I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And they exposed mice to them. And the result showed that there's clear evidence that EMS cause cancerous heart, brain, and adrenal gland tumors in wow. those male rats. Wow. Okay, hold on, hold on, pause. So that was with 2 and 3G, but yeah, now we're on to 4 kicker. and 5G. So it's 4 and 5G even more strong? Is Like, what does that mean? Yes, ma'am. Okay, great. Great. Awesome. Cool. And even, here's the real kicker, even 6G for the military. Oh, that's a thing. The military currently operates on 6G. So, Yikes. yeah. So it's only getting worse, people. Yeah. <laughs> So that's wild. And that so that was a while ago because 2 and 3G is hardly even in use anymore. Yeah, this was in 2010. Yeah. And it, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. So anyways, and, and then I think this is really important too. I, I want to touch on like reproduction and fertility here. Mm-hmm. I said this at the beginning, but children absorb two to three times more EMF radiation than adults. And that, it, as sad as it is, it's mainly because their brain tissues are more absorbent mm-hmm. and they have thinner skulls. Okay. So... And then in that similar vein, I think something maybe even more alarming is the effect that it has on a woman's eggs. Okay. okay. This is, this is crazy. Let's say a woman's pregnant with a baby girl. Okay. Uh It's been explained to me that within the first hundred or so days after conception, Mm -hmm. the baby girl has developed all 400,000 of her eggs that she'll have for her whole life. Okay. So at that time, the baby girl's eggs have no cellular protection leaving her eggs vulnerable to 10 times the DNA damage that normal adults get. So when this baby girl's born and grows up and has her own children eventually Mm -hmm. out of these possibly damaged eggs, Mm -hmm. that's when we're going to see the effects. So it's in that third generation, Mm -hmm. our grandkids, that we're going to see the true magnitude. Wow. And they know this because they did a study on goats who have a much faster reproductive cycle than humans. Mm -hmm. And the the grand goat, if you will, Mm -hmm. they... The grand goats, they were born with all kinds of health problems. Wow. And so that's why this is so scary because there's a ripple effect. Like yeah. Because in a few decades, by the time people actually wake up and see all that's happening and mm-hmm. try to fix it, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be too late. Right. Wow. Woo. Okay. And I know there was one other study you wanted to touch on, and then I have another question. You want to touch on that really quick? 
Yeah, this one is mind-blowing. So there was a pretty incredible study that was done by Professor Franz Edelkofer. I think that's how you say his last name. It was published by the European Commission in their reflex studies, okay? And it went across 12 different institutions in Europe in 2004. Okay. So, I mean, this this went through a lot of different hands, a lot of different minds, and, like, it it's wasn't just, just like, this... Yeah, right, one organization right. with bias or something. Exactly. Yeah. And so from a radiation standpoint, you know what their finding was? Hmm. He discovered that 24 hours on a cell phone is equivalent to getting 1,600 chest x-rays. Holy crap. So even if that study is 100 times wrong, mm-hmm. that's still 16 chest x-rays a day. Yeah. <laughs> that's way too many. Yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. So that's a pretty sobering thought, <laughs> yeah. you know, because everybody just has their phones in their pockets mm-hmm. and it's like nobody knows. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and I, and I, you know, for those who are listening, I know this can be really overwhelming information to digest. Some of it, I've heard a couple of these studies and these facts, you know, are new to me and it is overwhelming because you're like, oh my gosh, you know, you kind of freak out. And I think the biggest thing to remember is like, the more informed you are, the more proactive you can be. So it's not meant to cause fear or be a fear mongering. It's meant to inform and say, okay, well then what proactive steps can I take? Cause I remember when I first started kind of learning about some of this kind of alongside of you as you were learning it. Matt was definitely a little bit more like, really, you know, like he was a little bit more skeptical as most guys are, like you said, and women can be too, but I think it's especially guys. And it's interesting because I I looked at him, I was like, here's my theory. There's enough like studies and research and things that have been done that even if they're kind of being, they're not probably on the front page of Google, because then you Google it, it's like, everything's fine, you know, but like, that's Google. But it's interesting because I I remember just saying to him, I was like, here's the deal. I would rather take some precautions and then find out in 10, 20 years that I didn't need to take those and everything's fine, then not take them and find out in 10 to 20 years, holy crap, I should have been taking them. Like, well, it's exactly. Like, yeah. 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 And, and that's the thing. Like, I often get the question, why don't people know more about the dangers of EMFs? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the vast majority of people have never even heard of EMS because it's difficult to find real public information on these things, mm-hmm. especially if you don't know where to look. So just in terms of data privilege and transparency, it's mm-hmm. totally lopsided. Yeah. Like the public's been largely left in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I think there's four main reasons why it's hard to find real EMF information. I want to share those yeah, with please you. Do. So first, you got to know where to look. I'm not saying read a few of the top search results that Google spits mm-hmm. at you and then give up. Okay. Mm-hmm. In reality, there's now more than 10,000 studies proving that man-made EMFs are harmful. Mm-hmm. Well, Google I has incentive to keep that information from you. They're a big tech well, company. Like, that's just my take on it. I'm not... Well, that's number anyone. four, but we'll get okay, there. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so first is you got to know where to look. One of the big ones that that I would encourage your listeners to go look at and take some time with is the bioinitiative.org. And that's basically a giant group of independent, unbiased scientists with no agenda. They're not trying to sell you anything. They're just concerned with getting real data out into the world mm-hmm. rather than furnished industry studies, you know, from wireless companies themselves with their own agendas, kind of like what you were saying. Right. The second thing of, you know, why I think people haven't really heard about this stuff much is because the pace of technological advancement far outpaces regulatory law. And what I mean by that is that the FDA's safe levels, quote unquote, mm-hmm. for EMFs are based on one group's conclusions from 1994. So the group like not even technology we use anymore. Exactly. You can look this up. The group's called the International Commission on Non-Ionizing Radiation Protection or the ICNIRP. So anyways, their 1994 conclusion on the safe levels for EMFs was then based on one study from the 80s when technology was far more primitive than it is today. So that was before Wi-Fi, cell phones, let alone smartphones were even a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yet we still are using those safe levels despite mm. them literally being hundreds of times higher mm. than what's actually physiologically safe for mm-hmm. our bodies and our DNA. Wow. So that's number two. Number three, the third reason, I think, it, and this makes sense, it's incredibly difficult to educate, let alone convince people about a danger that they can't physically see or smell. Yeah. Mm. And my initial response to that would be, well, you can't see or smell carbon monoxide in your house, but that kills you too, mm-hmm. just at a much faster rate. So unfortunately, what happens is some people ignorantly shrug off warnings about EMFs, which is fine until it's too late and the damage is done. Yeah. 
But, you know, not to be a Debbie Downer, but these are things that I think people really need to know before and catch before it's too late. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the fourth point kind of along what you've been saying the whole time is I think this is the most sinister. Mm -hmm. There are definitely some very large, powerful players with very real incentives to keep this real unbiased data out of the public square. So to put it in perspective, the wireless industry spends over $100 million a year just lobbying Congress, Wow! which is why the U.S. has such incredibly lax laws regulating EMFs. Mm-hmm. Canada's pretty similar, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's almost laughable, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but when you look overseas, and there's already 40 other countries that have federal laws that ban Wi-Fi near schools and nurseries. Why do you think that is? Well, because especially if you're looking at this data where it says kids are so much more susceptible to the damage. Makes so sense. yeah, but why are these other countries right? Because they're not being to- lobbied with the, yeah, with the wireless exactly. industry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually. So in, in April of 2019, Brussels, Belgium, mm-hmm. uh, that became the first major city to ban 5G for health reasons. Oh, let's all so, move to uh, Brussels. Go Brussels. Yeah, right. They, they get it. Yeah. Wow. So wild. Okay. So I want to back up because there was something else. First of all, thanks for sharing that because I do think that puts it into perspective because I, I know that when you when you go, oh, well, let me Google if EMFs are harmful and the first two pages of Google say, no, 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 yep. these are products. It's like, okay, it must be fine. And it's like breaking down why this is hard to dig into and understand, I think helps remove some of that skepticism that we naturally have because like you said, we can't see it or smell it. And I think the carbon yep. monoxide example is a great analogy as well. Have you ever wanted to live a little bit more of a natural and holistic lifestyle for the sake of your well-being and your family's well-being, as well as to be a little bit more self-sustaining, but just felt really confused on where to start, especially if you can't just like up and move to a farm tomorrow? Look, when I first started my holistic wellness journey, I remember I felt so overwhelmed. There's so much information all over the internet nowadays, and it's so hard to discern and to know which brands are truly clean and how do I source food locally and where do I even begin with all this stuff, especially if I have a busy life and I live maybe in an apartment or a suburban life or I just don't have like goats in my backyard to go milk, you know, like how how do I do this? And, um, it can be really overwhelming. So what I did is I wanted to take the guesswork out of it for you because I think one of the biggest things that holds so many of us back is not only the financial side of it and the worry that it's going to be more expensive, but also the time. Most of us don't have months or years to invest in researching and reading labels and figuring out how to do that and doing all this research on our own. So we just don't and we kind of get stuck. So what I wanted to do is create a quick start guide for you. And it's called the Lifestyle Overhaul Guide. It is a step-by-step quick start guide to living a more natural and sustainable life. And it is laid out in a step-by-step format. It covers everything from budgeting for these changes to really reducing stress and creating a more sustainable schedule and lifestyle in terms of your time to cleaning up the products in your home and reducing your toxin burden, how to really start with that and what to prioritize and how to do that in a budget-friendly way to sourcing more food locally, shortening your supply chain, being less reliant on the grocery store and big food systems, and starting to really use the resources in your local community. I'm giving you all the best resources on how to find those things, how to source those things, and how to get started right where you are. So if that sounds like something you need, you can tap the link in the show notes on this episode, or just go to jordanleedooley.com slash lifestyle dash overhaul to check out all the details and grab yourself a copy. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next and I stayed on budget. 
Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. (laughs) Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Okay, so let's back up because something else I wanted to touch on is common sources. You've mentioned Wi-Fi, you've mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, cell phones, but what are some common sources of EMFs both inside and outside of our home? Because if we think yeah. about it, like we can't avoid them going to the grocery store, like everywhere we go, it's not like we're going to hundred percent avoid them. But if right. we want to make our homes a little bit more of a safe haven and a safe place to live and operate and let our bodies kind of heal <laughs> from all this exposure, yeah. what are the different sources that we might be exposed to in and around our home? Sure. Yeah. So I think it's worth noting, first of all, that there's three different kinds of EMFs. Okay. So there's the first one's electricity mm-hmm. and then there's dirty electricity and there's microwaves. Okay. okay? Yeah. We all know what electricity is, but I want to explain dirty electricity. Okay. So dirty electricity is basically the unusable part of electricity. Mm-hmm. So if you think of a beam of electricity, right? Mm-hmm. Dirty electricity is essentially all the little tainted frays branching off of that that are unusable. But unfortunately, dirty electricity costs are still buried in your electric bill each month. So electric EMFs and dirty electric EMFs are inside your walls of your home or business. They come through the wall outlets, plug-in fans, as well as like your home appliances, like your fridge Mm -hmm. and solar panels. Mm -hmm. And then the third type of EMF uh, I said is microwaves, not the thing that your kitchen, that you heat up in the food in the kitchen. That's, Mm -hmm. that does give off this third type of EMF, but that's not what I'm talking about. So, so this EMF, type, it comes off of all the typical culprits that you think of, like cell phones, Wi-Fi routers, Bluetooth and smart devices, all that. So at any given time, whether you're at home or out in the public, the odds are that you're probably exposed to any combination of those three types of EMFs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So keep that in mind. And then you you wanted to know a couple sources. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with inside the house. Mm -hmm. I just mentioned a couple culprits, but here's a more comprehensive list. Ready? Mm -hmm. We got Wi-Fi routers, Wi-Fi extenders, laptops, iPads, Apple Watches, Kindles, AirPods, and other wireless headphones, smart TVs, and other smart appliances, Alexas, Google Homes, baby monitors, gaming systems, fans and air purifiers, the microwave in your kitchen, anything Bluetooth like speakers, or anything with built-in Wi-Fi such as printers. First of all, everyone's, I feel like everyone's like fans. I've, I remember when I heard fans, I was like, what? Like I understand yeah. the microwave and the Wi-Fi yep. and all that, but even the fact that fans can be a source, holy cow, crazy. And then yeah. what about outside the home? So outside the home, number one, 5G cell towers. Mm-hmm. If you live right outside of a 5G cell tower or just a cell tower in general, you might not know what 5G looks like, mm-hmm. but if you live outside of a cell tower, 
either immediately remediate your house or please move because you're sitting there getting constantly fried all day and all night. Fried, <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with smart meters on the side of your house or your mm-hmm. apartment. Mm-hmm. One smart meter is bad enough, but mm-hmm. if you live in an apartment or a condo, I want you to go immediately walk outside and see if you are the unlucky unit that has the whole wall of smart meters attached to it. Mm-hmm. Because there have been plenty of cases where a person sleeps on the other side of that wall where they experience mild side effects more immediately, like bloody nose, that kind of thing. And then a brain fog. And then in a good chunk of cases over time, they develop those cancerous brain or heart tumors Mm. along with a slew of other medical conditions. So if you want to learn more about smart meters and how pervasive they are, I highly recommend you go watch the documentary called Take Back Your Power. Mm. It's on Amazon Prime. It's like 90 minutes and it's eye-opening to say the least. Mm. And that that was filmed already almost a decade ago. So it's, again, it's only behind. gotten yeah. worse since then. Right. Yeah. So wow. definitely recommend going and checking that out on Amazon Prime. Yeah. yeah. So another source of EMFs that many people don't think about are inside their cars. This one was kind of eye-opening mm-hmm. to me. Can you explain that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy to forget that the center console is a computer, right? Uh You're, you're driving around in a metal box Mm -hmm. and metal is a huge conductor and amplifier of EMFs. Mm -hmm. So when the radio or the Bluetooth's on, it's picking up signals from nearby towers, right? Mm -hmm. And it's blasting it straight into your metal car Mm -hmm. where the EMF waves are just constantly bouncing off the metal frame and smashing into you. You're just Mm -hmm. sitting there, do, 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 do. That might be one of the reasons some of you get tired or restless on car trips because a common side effect of EMF exposure is fatigue, brain fog, concentration difficulties, that kind of thing. So if you spend a good amount of time in your car, get it remediated. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to talk about what what remediation means in a second, but I know there's some other major hotspots that we can be exposed to during travel and things like that. Can we talk about that? Yeah. So other sources would be like those giant electrical power lines. You know, you can like hear them buzzing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) other people's cell phones around you and surprisingly solar panels. Hmm. So uh, like I said earlier, so think about it. I mean, they're literally creating new energy, new electricity Hmm. on the roof right above your heads. Hmm. And metal, like I said, is a huge conductor of EMFs. So houses with metal roofs are basically just attracting and amplifying EMFs. I know that I know that metal roof is becoming a more and more popular thing for people from a cost standpoint, Mm -hmm. but you also have to weigh in this this factor as well. Yeah. But you mentioned traveling. So yeah, yeah. Uh, airplanes are a major hotspot. Mm-hmm. If you're traveling anywhere in cities because they've got 5G towers or extenders on top of street lamps mm-hmm. or traffic lights, I mean, you name it, they're actually starting to get pretty creative and hiding these 5G towers and, and, and extenders. I've seen them disguised as cactuses, as palm trees, wow. all that. Wow. So, right. And it's it's wild, but... Mm-hmm. Another big breeding ground for the EMFs are hotels. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. You're either in the room where the Wi-Fi router is mm-hmm. or you're sleeping above, below, or in between the rooms that have them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, Or you're up in the penthouse suite closest to the roof where all the satellites and 5G extenders are. So when my wife travel, we usually take a room harmonizer with us mm-hmm. and we plug it into the wall right when we get there. Yeah. And so I want you to think about this. Too, it's- it just gives, oh, yeah. it gives me more peace of mind. I mean, it may not be doing right. everything that I would want it to do, but at least it's doing something to help. Right. Yeah. Helping the room settle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, they just be staying at a friend or a family member's house mm-hmm. instead of a hotel, but odds are they haven't heard of EMFs or let alone remediated their house mm-hmm. getting fried there too. You don't know where their router is. You don't know, you know, all that stuff. So bottom line is at this point, there's really no good way to escape EMFs. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just how we, it's a part of society now, right? And so the best thing we can do is, is remediate them. Yeah. So thankfully we have probably actually covered like all of those situations I mentioned and remediate all three types of EMFs, but yeah. we can talk about that more later. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I wanted to get into that because I think the next thing I want to touch on is there's a lot of EMF blocking products on the market. And I, I say EMF mm-hmm. blocking kind of in air quotes, like phone cases. And you touched on that <coughs> at the beginning, kind of some of the things Allie tried, but what can be the problem with using a product that tries to block EMFs? And when do these blocking products actually, or these blocking devices actually make the problem worse? Because you've used the word remediation. Right. So let's first talk about 
why blocking products may not be the best solution. And then we can touch on like, what, what does remediation mean and how does that work? So this is where nuances and words really matter, right? So there's a difference between blocking an EMF and remediating it. So if a company advertises that their product truly blocks EMFs, then your device wouldn't work. Basically, it wouldn't be able to receive or transmit. So if we take our cell phone and we put it in an EMF blocking case, it shouldn't be able to receive text, calls, or surf the internet, anything like that. Mm -hmm. So my wife actually tried out an EMF blocking phone case, but part that allegedly blocks the EMFs mm -hmm. is only the flap. Mm -hmm. so, so the phone's giving off EMFs from the other three directions right. and still fully functions. Mm -hmm. So I'm skeptical that the flat part even blocked EMFs right. as advertised well, and that's because the remember odd, it shouldn't work. Thing. Right. And so that's the part that's weird. It's like, if it's blocking, it should significantly weaken the signal, but then that just makes your phone work harder to try to get a signal. So it seems kind of like counterintuitive. Yeah. And I mean, yes, if I put like my phone in a true Faraday mm -hmm. cage or case or bag or whatever, which block signals mm -hmm. and thus EMFs, my phone doesn't work, right? So again, that's what truly blocking EMFs is like. So is that like almost like false advertising then if they're saying it's yes. blocking it? Okay, yeah. Yes, like blocking signals and that's like military grade stuff. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of Faraday bags, the true Faraday bag, they have that military grade material that, that they're comprised of. And so these things do block, but again, you can't use your device then. So what's the point? Right, right. Yeah, it's super interesting. And also, wait, before I ask my next question, can you explain what a Faraday bag is? Is that like a lead? What is that? Right. So it's a case comprised of like different types of mesh and metal materials, earth materials, and, and it basically a signal cannot pierce through it. Okay, gotcha. Just Faraday bag. That for anyone who's not familiar with so, okay, so that's kind of the whole blocking thing. And you've used this word remediation. So how is blocking different than remediation? And why is remediation what you typically recommend going with? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why our products that we sell don't plan to block chaotic EMF. Waves. Mm -hmm. They remediate field that the, the, the EMF wave is traveling through. Okay. And that ultimately causes those chaotic waves that we talked about uh -huh. to become smooth and rhythmic. Oh. So this is critical. If the particles on an EMF wave are no longer chaotic, mm -hmm then the EMF waves no longer harmful to your cells because there's no subatomic chaos hijacking those voltage-gated calcium channels we talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, those doors regulating what goes in and out of your cells. Mm -hmm. so, so then your cells continue to function exactly how they're naturally supposed to, right. and there's no excess calcium and therefore no free radicals in them, so mm -hmm. no DNA damage. Right. Uh, the device can still function how it's supposed to. Right. So layman's terms, tell me if this sounds correct. This is my translation, okay? Remediation. <laughs> basically, if you're blocking EMFs, your, your, your devices should not work because you should be blocking the signal. Why that's not helpful is because then your, your devices don't work or you're using a product that's not actually blocking anything, but you're thinking it is because it says it does. But if your device is still working, it's really not blocking much. Right. On the flip side, you can, a remediation device, which uses certain materials, you can probably explain this more in a minute, but essentially uses certain materials to help basically minimize that subatomic chaos, neutralize or remediate, aka smooth out that subatomic chaos, those, those crazy chaotic right. waves that can shake your cells, therefore causing the calcium voltage channels to open or the, is that what it's called? Calcium voted channel? How do you say that? Uh, voltage gated calcium voltage, channels. Yeah, yeah. That, so that allows, so instead of those getting opened and closed, you know, chaotically and therefore allowing too much calcium in and therefore free radical damage, it smooths everything out. So your cells are not functioning in a state of chaos. Therefore your device still works because the actual like device isn't the problem. It's the subatomic chaos that is created by the EMF. So if you can minimize and neutralize the waves, they're smoother. Your cells aren't being shaken. Therefore, you're not as susceptible to free radicals. Well, it's not minimizing the wave. It's, oh. it's just basically neutralizing it so that it's, it's smooth and rhythmic rather than chaotic. Right. So right. When it crashes into your cell, if it's smooth and rhythmic, then your voltage-gated calcium channels are going to keep working fine because there's no subatomic chaos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's But yeah, you, you got it. Okay. So I think I feel like this is really interesting, but I think what a lot of people are going to wonder is like, okay, well, how do you know if these remediation products work? How do you know that they actually like remediate anything? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously the first step to fixing a problem is figuring out what the actual problem is. Mm -hmm. Right. And we know from Dr. Martin Paul mm -hmm. that subatomic chaos from the EMF wave leads to 
influxes of excess calcium in the cell and that creates free radicals and ultimately DNA damage. Mm -hmm. So if we can correct the subatomic chaos, Mm -hmm. then a cell's calcium levels should remain normal and there would be no DNA damage. Mm -hmm. If the calcium levels of a cell don't spike Mm -hmm. when exposed to remediate EMF waves, we can logically conclude then that the subatomic chaos has been fixed and the Mm -hmm. product works. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So, so the company that makes our products is called EMF Solutions that we touched on, mm-hmm. and they tested the product's validity in that exact way. Mm-hmm. So they had an independent study done by an outside lab. It was conducted by Dr. Vita Mazavei mm-hmm. in Dallas, I think, and it showed calcium changes in human fibroblast cells when exposed to a Wi-Fi router. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. So, so just to kind of give a brief explanation of what the actual study was, First, Dr. Vita took those human fibroblast cells and checked their normal calcium levels Mm -hmm. with no EMF exposure. So that was the control group, okay, Mm -hmm. which showed like what the proper level of calcium in a cell should be. Mm -hmm. Then she took human fibroblast cells and exposed them uh, within 10 inches of a Wi-Fi router for 24 hours and then checked their calcium levels. And her results showed that the calcium levels doubled in the cell. Wow. So that proves Dr. Paul's discovery that subatomic chaos Mm -hmm. from man-made EMF waves disrupt those calcium channels of a cell, and that causes the influx of unwanted calcium in a cell, which creates the free radicals and DNA damage. Mm -hmm. You know, sound like a broken record at this point. But (laughs) so so now the final question is: Do our products actually remediate the EMF wave so that harmful? We Mm -hmm. see that the the calcium flooded into the cells. That's because because the calcium levels doubled. Mm -hmm. So now do the products actually remediate? Mm To test this, she took human fibroblast cells and she exposed them to the Wi-Fi router for another 24 hours. But this time, the Wi-Fi router was remediated with one of our products. Mm-hmm. It was a device clip. Mm-hmm. Okay, So this time, the results showed that the calcium levels actually remained the same as the group, as if there was harmful EMF presence. Wait, so you said, sorry, cut out there. So it said you said that the, the calcium levels stayed the same as the control group, like that was not exposed to the Wi-Fi router? Yeah, exactly. There was no EMF present. And that right is really showing how our products were actually backed by independent scientific findings. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's wild. And I know there's some other studies that have shown how the products work as well, right? Yeah. I mean, I can share some images for your uh, listeners to look at. I that really helps drive home. But um, another big study would be blood testing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but essentially they take an initial prick of the test subject's blood mm-hmm. and view it microscopically. And that's the control group again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then the person goes on a, let's say a three minute phone call mm-hmm. and immediately gets new blood drawn and viewed under the microscope. And there ends up being alarming changes in the blood after just a few minutes on a phone call up to their ear. Wow. So you can see the blood stacking and clumping together like worms in some cases. Mm-hmm. It's, called, it's a condition called Rouleau. Okay. Then they do the same thing, but this time they use a cell phone that's been remediated with one of our cell chips mm-hmm. and they go on the three-minute call. Well, they prick the finger again, see you know the, if the blood... It, and uh, they see that the blood is it's, it's back to being well-spaced. It's healthy, low-circular cells. Mm-hmm. And people have done this exact testing on their own and continue to get the same results. So that's that's pretty cool. And this exact testing was actually done when exposed to other EMF devices that I talked about, like smart meters and power lines. Mm-hmm. Similar results. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I want to have. I mean, I'll have you share those images because I know they've also, they've also done thermal imaging testing or uh, tests mm-hmm. and mold testing and acugraph testing, several other things. So I think. We should, if you have those images from some of those results, we can share that in the show notes, maybe a link to them or something. So for those listening, if you're curious about some of this additional testing that's been done, I'm sure even just the couple that he shared are convincing enough. But if you're like kind of still on the fence, we'll try to share those in the show notes somewhere so that you have access to those to peek at. And I know there's also quite a bit of testimonies of people having like actual, maybe you can share a story or two about that. Those are so cool. I mean, one close to home one would be my father-in-law, Dan, Ali's dad. So he's an insomniac most of his life, and he sleeps anywhere from like two to four hours a night. I don't know how he functions, but yeah. if something wakes him up, he can never go back to sleep. And then he ends up just going in the garage and tinkering and starting his day. So 
he had in the past tried like a ton of other methods to try and improve his sleep, Mm -hmm. but like nothing really helped. Mm -hmm. So, and this was a time when I was still a little skeptical. And so my wife and I put a better Z's, which is one of the products under his bed. And we didn't tell him Hmm. to see if he would notice a difference without any placebo effect. And so a month or two later, we asked him about his sleep and he said he'd actually been sleeping a lot better through the night, getting more like five to seven hours of sleep. Wow. And he said when he'd wake up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom, he was actually able to go back to sleep. And that was really unusual for him. So the fact that he had no knowledge of the product under his mattress Mm -hmm. and still experienced a significant difference in something that that chronically bugged him, Mm -hmm. like that's crazy to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And I know some people have like physical detox symptoms too. Some people have no symptoms. Like when we remediated our, remediated our house, I didn't really notice anything significantly different. I noticed I slept a little better. I felt a little bit more relaxed and less anxious, but I didn't notice anything like significant, but I know some people will literally- Yeah, and that's common. Yeah. But some people will have like physical symptoms, right? Yeah, that's that's really cool. So another reason that we're confident the product works is, is because when we remediate a home- one or two people living in that house might actually experience a physical detox that you're talking about mm-hmm. because this huge toxin that's been lifted off of their bodies, it can now, their bodies can now start repairing themselves. Mm-hmm. So whenever we inspect and remediate someone's home, we leave a little slip of paper explaining helpful tics, tips and tricks to like what to do if you experience a detox. Mm. Yeah. So, so that's really cool. And, and to your point, I mean, when we remediate a home with our products, some people might feel a difference right after remediation. Mm-hmm. Some might notice a difference down the line and some might never feel any change. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't immediately feel any physical difference, I want to assure you the products are still doing their job protecting mm-hmm. you. Your body's just grown accustomed to living in a remediated space. Mm-hmm. So you'd probably notice a difference if the products were taken away mm-hmm. and then that heavy weight's put back on your body. Yeah. So yeah. this is actually this actually happened. One rep fully remediated a family's house, mm-hmm. and then after a couple months, they claimed, "Yeah, we don't feel any different." So they asked him to come take it all back. Mm-hmm. So he removed all the products mm-hmm. and started driving home. And he didn't even get home before they called him back and were like, "Okay, you took the products away, and now we feel like crap. Wow. Please come and put all of them back immediately." Wow, that's so, wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah and there's just so many cool testimonies like that. Yeah. It's just. It's just the most encouraging part to me. Yeah, that's so cool. Okay, so let's get into proactive steps now. We've learned a lot about what EMFs are, what damage they can cause, what we need to be aware of, why it's hard to find information, what remediation versus blocking is. I feel like we've covered a Mm -hmm. ton. Um, Oh, yeah. But what are some of the top things we can do to protect ourselves against EMFs? I think that's really, I mean, I think ultimately remediation is probably the answer, but I want you to just Mm -hmm. kind of give us the, uh, the quick and dirty answer on that. Yeah. So we highly recommend remediating your house or your business, obviously. And we often get asked best practices of how to use some of our products. Mm -hmm. So I can explain those common ones in a bit here as well. But Mm -hmm. some simple steps you can take to minimize EMF exposure in general, things like trying to have your cell phone off your body Mm -hmm. as much as possible Mm -hmm. and far away from when you you sleep. Mm -hmm. So like my wife and I, we both uh, have our cell phones remediated with Mm -hmm. a cell chip. But before that, like we would charge them at night on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you and Matt also mm-hmm. sometimes keep yours in a whole other room, right? Yeah, we never, I mean, even having them remediated, we still put them on airplane mode and plug them in in the kitchen at night, which is away from our bed, just because what's the point of having it by your head? Even if it is remediated, we're just like, we're just going to, we don't have a need for it, you know, while we're sleeping. Right. So um, yeah, right. we keep it in another room while we sleep and we have, yeah, that's a good practice. The day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let's see, another one would be like when you receive a phone call, keep mm-hmm. your phone on speaker as much as possible, mm-hmm. like and off of your head away mm-hmm. from your ear. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've done those thermal imaging tests that we talked about where you can see the test subject's head and neck feel like visibly heated up after holding the cell phone up to their ear wow. on just a few minute phone call. So trying to keep it on speaker as much as possible really helps. Mm-hmm. So something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. And then if possible, unplug your Wi-Fi router or smart TV at night. I mean, or you could remediate them with the device clips, which actually also work for anything else that's corded that you plug in, like an Alexa, video game consoles and fans. Mm -hmm. You can just clip it right on the cord that plugs into the wall, like Mm -hmm. up as close to the device as possible. Mm -hmm. And then for cordless Bluetooth speakers, which I mean, we have one, everyone's got one. Mm -hmm. You can always remediate that by sticking either a cell chip or a laptop chip directly to it. Okay. 
Okay. And then let's see. I have, yeah. So if your house or your smart meter is on the other side of the wall that you mm-hmm. sleep against mm-hmm. and you don't want to remediate it with a home harmonizer, I definitely recommend just moving your bed to the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. But a home harmonizer is hands down the strongest product that we sell mm-hmm. and it provides the most coverage to you. So from like a square footage standpoint. Mm-hmm. So you attach it right on the smart meter outside as close to the actual box as possible. You might need an extra booster box mm-hmm. for situations where your house is over 3000 square feet or you have a metal roof or solar panels, mm-hmm. things like that. So, oh, or if you live within a quarter mile of a cell tower or mm-hmm. those massive power lines. So a home harmonizer is something that you put on your smart meter outside of your house. And this is kind of like right. the big kahuna of yep. all the products. And then there's additional uh, remediation products like a cell chip, like a device clip, and these additional mm-hmm. things that you can use to kind of remediate the smaller things in your home. And does the home harmonizer also help protect from like neighbor's Wi-Fi and stuff? Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's strong enough to be like evading your walls and, and coming into your house, yes. Because okay. again, it's like a square footage thing. So yeah. Okay. Okay. So, couple things. I know there's probably two major questions people are left wondering now learning about all this. First question is, and I'm kind of going to maybe make this a two in one question. So stick with me here. But for those who are like, maybe still a little bit on the fence or who want to take some proactive steps with all this stuff. First, where can they learn more from you or just in general about EMFs? And then how let's, let's just start there. Where can people learn more about EMFs? In general? Yes. Yeah. If you want to look more into the research yourself, like I mentioned, a good place to start would be the bioinitiative.org. They have over 10,000 studies from those independent scientists that I mentioned. Powerwatch.org is another good one. It's Mm -hmm. it's basically a British version of the bioinitiative, and that's been around for many years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's also things like the iemfa.org, emfscientist.org. Uh, saferemr.org or .com. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can send you links to share. Yeah, we'll we'll share these links in the show notes for anyone who wants to look at all this, but I just wanted to make sure you had additional sources to share with yeah. family members, friends, look into yourself if you're, you know, kind of a skeptic naturally, just so that you can really feel confident about taking some proactive steps and know that you're doing something positive and not wasting your time. But mm-hmm. for those who are like, okay, I want to learn more about these remediation devices. I want to take some steps with my house. At least even, I was actually just talking to a friend last week and she was texting our group text and she was like, uh, how do I like protect myself from my cell phone? Like some people just want to start there, you know, like maybe I'm not ready to remediate my whole house, but I know my cell phone is with me all day long. Like what can I do? So Mm -hmm. for those who want to take some sort of step or learn more about what they could do to remediate, um, how can they get in touch with you? Where can they learn more from you and how can they, you know, kind of get some of these devices to get started with? Yeah. So personally, I can always be reached uh, via my cell phone or (laughs) not my cell phone. I'm not giving that out via my email address. The email address is info at emfd-up.com. That's emf And that's up. like your personal website for what you do f- through EMF Solutions, correct? That's, yeah, that's our that's our info mailbox that, mm-hmm. that everything goes to. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, and then our website is honestly the main hub for everything. Mm-hmm. It's www.emfd-up.com. Okay. You can learn more about EMFs there. You can schedule a free 30-minute virtual consultation with us. You can purchase products or gift cards for people, or you can share your testimonials. We love to hear those too. Awesome. So, so again, yeah. it's uh, www.emfd-up.com. And tell us the story about like, what does emfd-up.com mean? Tell me that. I don't know. It was just a play on words. I'm, I'm EMF fed up of EMFs. So. <laughs> I love it. Well, so for those who are curious, and I've shared this link before, but if you're like, I want to grab a cell chip or something to start with, or if you want to do a consultation to kind of figure out what would be the best place to start for your home, like Nick can do a consultation with you. Nick or Allie can do a consultation with you and just kind of help you figure out what works for your budget, where you can start, you know, what devices make the most sense to start remediating, whether you want to do your whole house or just start with a couple small, you know, device clips or something just to get started in this process. Nick will really customize it to what your needs are. And I've sent many people, you've done many consultations with some of my people and they've all spoken highly Mm -hmm. of it. So if you want more customized, personalized advice, like this is obviously all kind of more general information, but it depends on, do you live in an apartment? Do you live in a neighborhood? Do you live out in the country? Like what Wi-Fi do you use? Like there's so many factors. How many devices do you have in your house? Like all those things can kind of affect what makes most sense for you. So instead of just kind of like guessing what you need, it could be helpful to schedule a consultation. So Nick is obviously a great resource for that as well as his wife. So. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, those, those 30 minute virtual consultations, I mean, we can answer your questions, discuss your unique situation, Mm -hmm. and then 
what, like what you said, we can develop customized remediation plans for your specific situation. Yeah. So, and you also do them like locally, like you, like you can go into someone's house and like test their house and be like, here's where yeah. the strongest signals are. And here's where the biggest problem places are and all of that. But you can also do them virtually. Correct. Yes, we do uh, home inspections. So if you live or work within, let's say an hour radius of South Bend, Indiana, mm-hmm. which isn't most of the country, mm-hmm. but if you're one of those people, we do offer the free home inspections where we'll come test your entire house or your place of business for all three types of EMFs. Mm-hmm. And then again, we'll put together a fully customized remediation list based off your unique needs. Awesome. So yeah, we can tell you the the problem areas in your house just by knowing things like what devices you own, where they're at, mm-hmm. how often you use them, mm-hmm. things like that. So it's just, we're, it's a great resource. It's mm-hmm. free. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, Nick, thanks for doing this. This has been really informative. I think you really shared some good information. And yeah, for those who are listening, just if you are curious, check out his website. It's basically like his independent, you know, he's a certified specialist. So he kind of created his own website based on everything he's been certified in and the products he has access to provide to you through EMF solutions. So instead of going directly through EMF solutions, you can go directly through Nick and got a lot, get a lot more customized support, but you're still utilizing their product and everything. So yeah, it's great. It's a great resource. We've remediated our whole house, my cell phones. We take room harmonizers with us. We have a car harmonizer. So check out all those products. Nick, thanks for being here. This has been really fun. I've been looking forward to sharing this with my community and sharing all that you've learned. I think it's really important for people to be aware of. Absolutely. And we are actually offering a 10% discount just for your listeners. If they input code Jordan at mm-hmm. checkout, then it'll take 10% off. So awesome. yeah. So if you want to start with a cell chip or something like that, use that discount code. We'll stick the, the link to his website and his shop where you can order those products as well as the discount code in the show notes so that if you want to check it out and maybe get started with something like a cell chip or laptop chip or something like that, that's a pretty easy place to start and get it at a discount. So that's awesome. Well, I hope this was informative. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It totally was. I feel like every time we talk about this, I learn more. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Are you a software professional looking to make a lasting impact on people and the planet? At General Motors, our vision is a world with zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. And we need innovative people like you to join us on this journey and challenge the limits of what is possible. From autonomous cars to software-defined vehicles, you'll translate breakthrough technologies like AI into experiences that people love, all while pushing the world forward toward an all-electric future. See how you can shape the future of mobility at careers.gm.com.